When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's take a look at some injury updates and some personnel news in our two-minute drill. The two-minute drill. The two-minute drill. All right, Dan, there's a couple things that were left uncertain. Eddie Jackson left the game in the first quarter, didn't return. Darnell Mooney also with an injury. What's their health status? Learn anything at house on Monday. Well, so on Sunday leaving the game, I had uh, just kind of stopped by Eddie's locker stall on my way to the Matt Eberflus press conference and said, you're doing all right. And he said, I'll be all right. Matt Eberflus didn't make me feel as good as Eddie did in saying like there was no promise that the injury that he suffered on Sunday wasn't related to the season-ending foot injury he suffered a year ago. And until you rule that out, that's that's problematic because if this is something that was aggravated, uh, remember Eddie avoided surgery on that list Frank injury that he had a year ago. If it's aggravated, uh-oh, right? Like you, you could be going down a slippery slope. So I, that's definitely one to keep an eye on. Much more positive news as it relates to Darnell Mooney. He spoke to us Monday afternoon at House Hall, uh, said he suffered a knee bruise in week one and then had two plays in the first half on Sunday in which he banged knees with an opposing defensive back. And so the bruise on his knee, the swelling was too much. And being in the press box there, you could see between drives, Darnell was on the sideline. He was trying to do some jogging, trying to run, trying to get himself loose. He couldn't get the bend in his knee. And so it was just problematic yesterday. He thinks they're going to be able to get it treated, get it back down. Um, There's no structural damage or anything like that. It's just a bruise that was was highly aggravated on Sunday. Obviously, they need him because I, I don't know what the final snap count for him was on Sunday, but it wasn't enough, particularly when you were trying to go mount uh, a game-tying or game-winning drive late and you can't have him out there. Two members of the Bears family who missed Sunday's game due to personal reasons, right guard Nate Davis, who Brad Biggs reported had a death in the family. He was out. Also, defensive coordinator Alan Williams did not make the trip due to personal reasons. And Matt Eberflus said after the game, somewhat cryptically and surprisingly, that wasn't sure when or if Alan Williams would resume play calling duties when he returned. What are the updates on Nate Davis and Alan Williams, if you have them, Dan? Yeah, I mean, Flus used the phrase, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And I think that registered as odd to a lot of people. I had someone who, who's been around the league for a very long time say that that was a very odd answer, but it's also hard to determine it, whether that's just another odd answer from a coach who's given a lot of odd answers in his time here. Uh, I think it's a, a situation worth monitoring at the at, at the very least because we're, we're not getting clarity at all on why Alan Williams is separated from the team. We're getting less clarity on when he'll be back, and we're getting even less clarity than that on what his job description would be if and when he is able to 
to return. Um, again, this is the type of stuff that for a winning football team is easy to walk past for a team that hasn't won in 330 plus days. uh, You're talking about a a situation worth monitoring and a situation that's unsettling because it just doesn't provide the stability that a team like this requires. And that brings me to the the last point I have, and we can cover whatever you want after that. But I I think this is probably maybe a preview of of a future pod, maybe or later this week, or it's just, a rhetorical question, but it's something to keep an eye on. Bears gave up 437 yards to the Buccaneers, and they gave up 292 in the first half. And next week, you get the sense that it could be something, a number even bigger and and a situation even worse. And at some point in time, after what looks like it's going to be 13 straight losses, you got a defensive head coach that was hired, and 13, you know, two two season and a half into – his tenure, there's really no identifiable characteristic for the defense. Supposed to be the takeaway group, no takeaways. They had no sacks, again, against Baker Mayfield. He's resourceful, resilient, great for Baker Mayfield. The point is that we know Chicago. After this conversation surrounding the quarterback gets a little bit dated, old, and stale, fingers are going to start to point or questions are going to begin to be asked, if they're not already, about Matt Eberflus. Brad Biggs, our guy, we mentioned him, Biggsy. His first point on the 10 thoughts on ChicagoTribune.com is, is Matt Eberflus' job on the line? This is the, the tenor of the questions. This is going to be the tone of the coverage and the conversations. If this doesn't stop, Dan, if this continues with all of the losing and the way that they're losing with a defense that can't stop anybody and a quarterback that can't get it right, how do you feel about that direction or what would you say about people who are already starting to question how long Matt Eberflus is going to be here? Well, I'd say that I got a spam email in my inbox on Monday morning uh, with the odds that Matt Eberflus has the second lowest odds or, or, or second most likely to be fired next, right? So, so this is not just a Chicago conversation that's being had right now. He's on a watch list. Uh, it's it's something they got to be aware of at Hell's Hall because you got to prove yourself. From 2019 to 2021, we had a mountain of statistics that indicted the Chicago Bears offense that ultimately drowned Matt Nagy and saying you were brought here to take this offense to a new level and you couldn't do it. Well, we've got a, a defense now, David, that's given up an average of 33 points and 400 plus yards per game during a 12 game losing streak. That's not an itty-bitty 21-day sample size like we had a year ago when the Bears were celebrated for averaging 30 points per game. That is a 330-day statistic of how much they're allowing defensively. We know what the personnel issues have been. We know how much they've tried to fix and how much they've been able to fix. But my goodness, like there, there better be a calling card at some point. Your fingerprints better be on something that you can bring to a performance review and say, this is what I did. This is what I have done to advance this team toward a championship level. Right now, I think all questions are justifiable in saying, like, I don't, I don't know what that is at this point. And so as much as we talk about Justin, um, as much as we talk about other things that are wrong with this team, the, the guy who's leading this team doesn't dodge that stage. He doesn't dodge that spotlight. He doesn't dodge that scrutiny. Okay, so September 18th, Dan Wiederer starts the Bajent watch and David Haw <laughs> starts the Eberflus watch. I, I know it's it's very, very early in the season. Teams can get turned around at 0-2. 
but I just don't know that this is the Cincinnati Bengals who at Owen after going Owen two got deep in the playoffs and there's no Joe Burrow walking through that door. And this is a different team. They only share uh, a helmet color at, at times. You know, the orange is the only thing in common between those two things. So I think that, yeah, any kind of speculation, it is the NFL. We've seen things happen and it's just one of those, you're just waiting for some sort of identity to emerge. And I do wonder as we close up here, I do wonder if, you know, last year, during the mini buy, Luke Getze reconfigured the offense to tailor it to Justin Fields' skill set, and we saw what happened. You know, they need to do – they need to take the same approach, in my view, or at least consider taking the approach that they took at the mini buy because they have a major crisis, and they need to do something because I just don't think trying the same thing over and over again, especially when you have – the schedule with the Chiefs up next is going to do, do you much good. Well, you say something, but it can't be the same thing that they tried a year ago because it worked for a month. And there was great quotes from Luke Getzey in the deep dive I did on Justin Fields' background combine time about what that unlocked in terms of just the relaxation and the confidence. But the rest of the league adjusted. And the rest of the league has shown you that they're not going to let Justin get on the edge with his legs. They're not going to take their eyes off of him and let him get out of the gates for 65 yards and a touchdown. They're going to be okay with him scrambling for seven or eight, and then they're going to make him beat them with passing. And so the Bears have to find a new solution. They need a solution. You're right on that. You can't keep trying the same thing, but it can't be the same thing they did a year ago because it isn't going to work because this is a league full of smart coaches and talented players that figured out how to stop that. And if uh, basically make your counter move, you're going to be stuck where you are. 